0: Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley and with me is Derek Specht. Hello. And joining us this evening from his Riverside campsite on the lower Wisconsin River waterway is John Van Berger.
1: How's it going, John? Hey, guys. Hey, it's going great. How you doing? Well, apparently not as good as you. Yeah. You, you probably aren't right now and, and I don't mean to rub it in, but I'm sitting there looking at a bluff in the distance that's got the sunset going down behind it. Some geese just actually just flew by along the water here. Some and I'm out geese? in the sandbar in the middle of the river. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, so you uh, don't
2: have a fire. There's no wood there. I guess
1: you're just sitting. They, yeah, I don't have a fire, so, you know. Oh, well, then who yeah. cares? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's been rough, man. It's been rough. I, I had to move my chair earlier oh. to get, I know, because the sun was coming down on me, and I had to move around my my wing tarp. And then I had to pick up my whiskey and dig a new hole to set it down in so it stays cool. (laughs) (laughs) So so how are things in your basement? (laughs) Nice and cool. We got cold beer. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Hey comfy chairs. I gotta tell you something. This is this is like this was a total last minute fluke trip. And uh I've never I've never had a cold cooler with me on a, a river trip before. And uh, so I've got cold beer, dude. I just oh, had some wow. cold, fresh cherries with dinner. Oh, this is... It's a luxury cruise. Know, <laughs> I, you know? <laughs> like the Professor I, Ginger and Marianne. Even, <laughs> I don't even care if I make the Mississippi River at this point. <laughs> so you've been <laughs> out for a couple days now. Where are you headed? Yeah, well, I am heading... Uh, I, and I'm going to say toward the Mississippi because... Yeah, I honestly don't care if I make it or not. This is, you know, this is. Funny, Jan uh... said the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I think she was hoping I'd keep going down the (laughs) Mississippi. When when I left, she said something about call me when you hit New Orleans, which was a little confusing, but you know, (laughs) freedom. Uh... (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Oh. Every time I call back home, I hear music, and it sounds like a party. And, yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: No, my husband's not here. <laughs> Come on over.
1: Oh. So you're, you're no,
0: thinking of hitting the Mississippi, but just yeah.
1: taking it easy. Yeah. You know, I mean, I got on the river late yesterday, and I and, uh, figured I had to hit about 20 miles a day. And I think I hit, like, maybe, what was it today? 11 or 12, and I'm like, this looks like a nice place to stop. (laughs) So I'm on a a raised, uh, a nice raised sandbar in the middle of the river. And um, of course, after I stopped and set up the tent, I have, I can actually see a group of about 16 up river from me a little bit um, and a couple groups down river too. So this is like a, it can be a big party river. Um, but I haven't run across that yet. And I think, you know, that might be a lot of that is just because people aren't, a lot of the university kids aren't, you know, in Madison over the summer. Yeah. Are they, and, uh, uh, are they drinking upriver there? Um, I don't know. I'm kind of hoping it's those Mennonite uh, Mennonite group that I ran into Speed last voters. year that we talked about. <laughs> okay. Well, um, if
0: they start, if you hear a bunch of hooting and hollering and drinking and, uh, you know. Uh, I wouldn't drink the water, just in case.
1: <laughs> Good point. Good point. <laughs> These are the things <laughs> I worry about. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, you know, I don't know if you can hear it now. There's cranes kind of going crazy across the the water here, but yeah, you know, this is I I've not done a trip like this before, so I took out the the big um, the NovaCraft expedition canoe, oh, uh, eighteen 18-footer. feet long. Yep. And I I wanted to see what that was going to be like to paddle solo. And, you know, the it's, this isn't by any means a, you know, a technical river or anything else. It's just, you just have to make a lot of good choices where you're paddling because there are sandbars all over. And right. so, unless you want to get out and walk for a bit, you know, so I've been, it's actually been a really fun and give me a chance to really work on my, um, paddling skills with the canoe. Yeah. Cause you're a more kayak than canoe. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, that's, you know, it's, has got to tell you what, this is the river that I was on in the kayak when I severed my ACL because I got hung up on a sandbar. Oh, well, that um, serves you right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, being out here paddling with a big, you know, a full cooler and cold drinks and, and you know, I've got 10 gallons of water. That I'm not even going to have to filter down this time. I mean, this is you've brought can water. Kind of this.
0: <laughs> Holy cow! Do you just load up the whole canoe just so you see what it's like with a full, full-on, full load. I suppose he yeah. doesn't have to do any
1: portages, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, exactly. There's, and from them, you <clears throat> can put in at a place called Prairie du Sac, um, which is a sister city with Sac Prairie, um, which is they've now grown together. And they have a, there's a VFW, a veteran foreign wars um, club, and they have a little park and they've got a a canoe launch. And Hmm. so you can go down there and uh, put in down there. And from there down to the Mississippi is 92 miles. Oh, so you still uh, got 180 to go. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But not a single, not a single uh, portage along the way. Are there any portages? (laughs) <laughs> there are some of those. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's... uh That's 150 you know, kilometers. Yeah.
0: That's not bad. Hmm.
1: No, we do that it's, in two days. Well, we can do that in 40 hours. And you're getting picked
2: up? You're not
1: paddling upstream on the way back? No, no. Jan is going to come pick me up and, you know... She just kept saying, take all the time you want. Uh-huh. That was really nice of her.
0: <laughs> and I haven't seen him in seven years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so she's going to, I'm going to get down there toward uh, toward the end, and I'll have her pick me up on Saturday, maybe Sunday. Initially, it's going to be Friday, but, you know, I'm kind of re- enjoying the relaxation tour here.
0: Yeah, until the weekend happens and all the Yahoo show up.
1: Well, there's that. And, you know, my other thought on this is, you know, right now I still have cold beer in the cooler. Hmm. If that changes, I may give her a call and say, hey,
0: come pick me yeah, up. I'm done now. <laughs> I'm done when the beer is done. Yeah. Well, do you not pass any so, store Any any stores? Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Riverside <laughs> stores. Do you not pass any little towns or anything?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of little towns along the way. Um with a few exceptions, you know, you kind of have to leave your stuff and then hike in a, a pretty good hike. So I'm not real keen real on, that. Keen on yeah. that. Oh, God, you guys, this is this is terrible. Oh, I've got some sandhill cranes flying over here too. Wow. <laughs> wow. This they're going to poop awful. in your whiskey. <laughs> Yeah, they're like you're enjoying this too much, you bastard. <laughs> he's getting he's getting attacked by Canada geese. <laughs> I had a bald eagle at the at the head of the sandbar when I popped in here. He was just standing in about I don't know maybe a foot of water fishing. Hmm. And uh, yeah, so it's a lot of wildlife, a lot of bird life. I haven't seen much much else beyond that. Yeah. Um, but a lot of bird life, so. Kind of nice.
0: So, if you were to launch where you launched and get to the Mississippi, if you were to do it not as a, at an extremely, you know, old man pace like you're doing, but
1: not a racer's <laughs> pace either, how long would yeah. it
0: take you? A couple of days. Oh,
1: you could you could do it in five days, easy.
0: Really? What's the current? Yeah.
2: What's the current speed?
0: About that fast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not get technical. That's not you know, it's it's um. It's slow moving. It's a little moving river, yeah. I mean, I think I'm averaging like three miles an hour or something, and so I'm just kind of paddling and, like I say, I'm I'm crisscrossing the river a lot and stuff just to avoid getting out and walking the canoe. But God, it's so much nicer than getting out and walking a kayak. I got to tell mm-hmm. you, yeah. Get, yeah, you know, getting in and out of the cockpit and dropping down and everything, and this way you can just walk, walk to the edge of the sandbar, and just before you get to that drop off, pop back into the canoe and keep paddling. And you, you keep on right. Um, is is
0: the water level's low up there or down there right now?
1: It's it's um it's starting to drop now. It was actually uh as of toward the end of last week it was so high that a lot of the outfitters and the uh, livery places weren't letting weren't taking people out. Really? Um but it dropped and it's I'm going to come back out. The goal is and and you know it's hard to make plans these days, but yeah. hopefully in September I'm going to paddle the whole thing. Uh, which is about 400 miles, and uh, in the upper area before this, before the place I put in here, there are 26 portages, not portage, portages. Because <laughs> <Portages. laughs> down there are portages. <laughs> That's right. Um, Carries. <laughs> and so I'm hoping to do that then this fall, and um, you know, so this is kind of nice just to get down here and check it out. But but that will be a totally different trip because when I I did it in September and October. Uh, probably about seven years ago now, and there were days where I didn't see anybody on the river. Yeah, you know, and uh, which was which was great, and a lot of bird life and passing through, and well, that's one of so, the
0: benefits of doing it in the fall. Is yes. yeah, there are not as many people, and because there's right. not as many people, so more animal wildlife, more, yeah, comes more up, interactions. Right? So yeah. you're going to see more.
1: Yeah. So, but it's you know, I mean, it's. So this is a different trip and that's that's you know one of the reasons cuz I know I'm going to come back down and hit the whole thing. That's another reason. This is like eh, well, what do I feel like doing today? You know, I got up this morning <laughs> at 8 and I didn't get on the water till noon. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was it was a completely uh I think I have some more coffee kind of wow. you know in kind the of morning.
0: So if you're going to do the full lower Wisconsin,
1: uh, the whole Wisconsin or
0: the yeah. whole Wisconsin? Uh, and then, are you just going to do the Wisconsin, or are you going to hit some of the Mississippi as well?
1: Well, you you just get onto the Mississippi. I figure at that point I'll have been out probably three weeks, maybe a little bit more. Really? So, yeah. yeah. How long is the Up Wisconsin? North it's, what's that? How long
0: is the Wisconsin?
1: It is uh, four hundred and I want to say thirty miles. What's that in kilometers? Ask Derek. Ask Sprouts. He can tell you. Ask Sprouts. Oh, we got problems with Sprouts.
0: Uh Uh-oh, what? They're not existing. Really? Yeah, he hasn't done them
1: yet. Oh, you know what? See, I I mean, I I was making jokes and and starting to call you Sprouts and stuff. But when I listened to that, I actually got online and I ordered some.
0: (laughs) So now it's going to be a race. Who gets their Sprouts (laughs) done first?
1: So when I get back home... I'm actually going to try to get my sprouts going. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, see, I, but, I, but I think the name belongs to Derek. So, see, yes. I,
2: I, uh, I stored the 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 box of sprouts on my shelf with the uh, with my uh, book club books, and uh, so I keep forgetting <laughs> about it. Right? Oh so. yeah, yeah. All the book club <laughs> books and the sprouts are all up on a shelf. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so how many yeah. kilometers is that? Uh, it's it 430. Yeah. Uh, 695 kilometers 700k that's,
0: that's gonna take you yeah. three weeks
2: hmm.
1: yeah well you've got you've got 26 dams you have to go around hmm so yeah. you go can't you just run light. the dams yeah and that's i mean that's just the dam i don't know if there are any other areas you have to get off the river there's some old lowhead dams and stuff that they've taken out that are kind of rough but um yeah it'll it's gonna take a little bit i'm I'm not real worried about it. Apparently um,
0: you're not rushing it either. <laughs> <laughs> so do you hey. portage with the walker or do you, do you pack the walker? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually I get carried. I have to wait for my <laughs> Sherpa has got to make a third run. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. They come over. I've got the the chair on the poles and they pick it up, put it <laughs> on their shoulders and they take me around. That's awesome.
0: That's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to do that on a portage. You know, a busy portage. Yeah, somebody goes yeah. through with the with the canoe. Somebody goes through with the packs, and then you got four people toting you through on one of those litters. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be yeah. awesome. People's oh, jaws yeah. would drop. They were just like, no. Well, I said you got to know the right outfitter,
1: <laughs>
0: and I bet you we can get an outfitter to sponsor it too. Yeah, there you go. <laughs>
1: That would be great, wouldn't it? Though that would be great. Oh man,
0: the fun we could have! Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you're not even going to do any of the Mississippi then?
1: Um, no. The, the when I did this last time, I got down to the Mississippi, and I'm like, "Oh, the mother of waters," and you know, the the old Miss, the mighty Miss, you mm-hmm. know, Chevy Chase, and and um, I got out there, and as I as I Pulled out of the Wisconsin into the Mississippi, it was just like a different world. So I had been on this incredible, like, solo paddle, and, and I mean that in most ways, like, you know, where you didn't see anybody, and it's, it's all wildlife, and it's awesome. And I got down to the Mississippi, and there were, you know, boats, boat traffic was crazy, and there were eight speedboat racing speedboats, oh, yeah. screaming up the river, and I went, you know, I don't necessarily yeah. have to do the Mississippi. <laughs> Probably if you're with somebody so,
0: else, it'd be different. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I mean, there. to be honest, yeah, I really would like, you know, I'd like to paddle the Mississippi from the headwaters down. But like you said, if you're with somebody else, because, you know, there's a lot of theft, a lot of people on the Facebook group and stuff go into a town and have their stuff stolen. So. Yeah. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Like, when I retire, so, I'd like to do the Mississippi. Uh-huh, the yeah. The whole thing.
0: So, John, when I retire. <laughs> yes. If I retire. Or I become well, independently the border wealthy. Will be open. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do the Mississippi. <laughs> there you go. Cause I think we had talked before, now that we're chatting about it, the headwaters or something are up by Chicago or something. Are they not? Or up that way?
1: No, they're up, uh, up Lake Atasca in Minnesota.
0: Yeah, but isn't there something something starts just south or just around Chicago? So Chicago or just south of Lake well, Michigan? You,
1: you can get the Illinois River and connect down and go down from there. Gary and Linda DeCock, when they did their Five Rivers uh, trip, started up on the Wisconsin, uh, went down the Wisconsin, went down the Mississippi, uh, went up the... God, which, I'm trying to think what they went up. They go up. Ah, you know I'm going to blank on this now. I think then they went up the Illinois. They went on the Chicago Shipping Canal. Yeah, there's another one. Yeah, but I can't remember right now.
0: Yeah, but I'd like I'd like to start as high up on the Mississippi as possible. Like I don't need to be going down all the extra little teeny tiny tributaries. Yeah, but you know, end up in the Gulf. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, that'd be a very cool trip. So
1: yeah. yep, keep. Keep
0: it in mind. Yeah, I'll start saving my pennies now.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, you know, it would be a fun. And if you did it later in the year, too, right? So you start up there in September and you're chasing fall all the way down. Yeah. Um, that would be a great way to do it. Yeah. That's
0: the way, man. Hey, as long as I get down it's there and the barbecues are that... still going, I'm good with that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I'm sitting here on one river trip planning another one with you. Yeah. In a couple of years,
0: see that? Hey, Derek, you <laughs> in, you want in on this action? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and I think I got a fourth person that might join us. So there you go. Well, we should let you go, John. Enjoy your evening there. All right. And uh, yeah, yeah uh, we are paddling next week. We're doing. Well, I'm doing the Trent Severn next week. So we're actually Derek's coming out for one night, and we are going to be recording next week's podcast, or at least half of it from. The Trent Severn Waterway, sitting camping beside one of the locks. It's mm-hmm. exciting. That's cool. Yeah, that's so, really cool. So we will have to touch base with you and chat to see how your trip went in uh, two weeks. Sounds good, man.
1: All righty. Well, you have a good one, man. Yeah, thanks. You guys too, and uh, you know, be safe out there,
2: man. Eh, if we have to, you too, man. Take care. <laughs> take
0: care of yourself on the on the water. Yeah, don't travel too fast. Hey. You know, this
1: is the the extreme relaxation to her.
0: And just as a thought, you yeah. could tell Jan just to bring you more ice and beer, not come and pick you up. <laughs> that might work as well. Yeah. Try that one first.
1: So if I were to say to her, Jan, could you drive down about three hours to bring me some ice? And beer. And beer. You oh, she'd be all work? over.
0: If she loves you. If she loves you.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, yeah.
0: You know they're never <laughs> opening the border, so I have nothing to worry about, right? <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, uh, I guess not.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, you have a good trip there, John, and we'll be uh, chatting at you soon.
1: Okay. Take care. Uh, take care, Dossier. Take care, Sprouts.
0: <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> all right, we'll okay. take a quick break Bye-bye. here and uh, we'll be right back.
2: Hi, this is Derek Sprest. You're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. If you like what you've been hearing, you can find out more by checking us out at paddlingadventuresradio.com, as well as on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page for our website, where all our podcasts are available for download or streaming. We love to hear from our listeners. So if you have a suggestion for the show or want to let us know how we're doing, please drop us a line. Thanks for listening.
0: Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com. Or visit one of their twelve locations, Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. Well, welcome back. It's great that John's out there uh, having a nice little paddle around. It's nice that we can
2: that we can reach out to him and, and chat with him and still get him on the show, right? And yeah. and so he's kind of given us a blow-by-blow blow of his uh, of his trip. And yeah, yeah. And after, nice. for, for the listeners, after we, uh, after we hung up and, and, uh, stopped recording the, what is it? The, the Sandhill Cranes. Sandhill Hill Cranes. Actually moved over to his side of the. And it was clear over the, over the phone call with him. It was the, you could hear them chattering in the background. Yeah. It was yeah. so cool. It's like oh, it's the, cool. uh, like, uh, the sound is similar to like, uh, rubbing your fingertips on glass. Glass makes sticky. Just, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. uh,
0: Weird. so, so cool. So, so cool. Yeah, so um, we've had the conversations lately, and a lot of people have had the conversations lately. A lot of posts on social media lately of the um, leave no trace aspect of backcountry campers, or yes. shall we say, the lack of lack of. Uh, it hasn't. It hasn't stopped. It's getting worse. It
2: is getting worse. You have too many people that are inexperienced and haven't learned how to treat the backcountry mm-hmm. and they're leaving behind a mess and doing damage and and uh you experienced it on your trip and i've heard from so many other people and oh, yeah. a lot like i've seen pictures of the french river with you know people had to have gone out there with motorboats and just left such a mess it's like why do you spend so much effort to get stuff out there but not do the same effort to bring it back. your stuff back especially if you're in our motorboat or something. Yeah, exactly. Why leave it? What is the mentality there? Mhm. It's a real shame
0: because it ruins it for everybody. So, when all those are coming across my emails and social media and computer and all that sort of thing. This one came across. National Park Service is searching for a party of about 50 people who tore up a fragile restoration area with dirt bikes and vehicles. The National Park Service investigators are looking for information about visitors who intentionally violated park orders and damaged area along Mormon Row in Grand Teton National Park. Mhm. So they weren't just leaving garbage. They
2: were tearing up the ground. They were they yeah. were, they were creating routes and tracks at And this is it was a 10-year project. For so there was a lot of invasive grass and mm. plant species. They cleared it out and then replanted like twenty-seven varieties of of grasses that are supposed to be there. Yeah, and uh, so this whole area
0: was shut down, closed off to public access because they're trying to make it recover. They're trying to fix so the area. Two thousand and fourteen, they started it. Mm-hmm. So six years ago. Yeah, and one evening, about fifty people went in there with, with an unauthorized, organized dirt bike event. Yeah. And ripped, uh, what, they, what do they say, part of a 10-year restoration project? Yeah. The damage was approximately 1,000 feet of track, 2 to 10 feet wide. Yeah. Like. So they were ripping around and ch- tuning what things What would up. possess you to I know, do right? that in a national park? You know, like, so yeah, um, 37 national plant, uh, native plants and that they're trying to restore. The field is an important habitat for elk, bison, and other wildlife. Yeah. So they're trying to bring all this back. They spent six years so far out of ten years mm-hmm. to do it. And these guys go in and do it. Operating motor vehicle off roadways in a park uh, is a park violation that can result in a $5,000 fine or jail. And they also write that any person who destroys any National Park Service resource is liable for costs and damages. Hmm. But how do you put a, I mean, that's... That's a good price if you're looking over. Pr-
2: it's a lot of man hours that were put into yeah. the clearing of the uh, invasive species and planting and sowing the new species. It's uh, yeah, it's a real shame. It reminds me, uh, so what was it, uh, January 2019 when the US government had a shutdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, fur- they furloughed all federal workers and uh, so nobody was there to watch over Joshua Tree National Park. And a whole bunch of people went in there with right. uh, four by fours and dirt bikes and and knocked down trees. And so these Joshua trees in Joshua Tree Park, they they're very old and fragile trees. It takes a long time to cultivate them, and and they say that the damage that was done then was uh, estimated two to three hundred years to recover yeah. from the damage. Yeah, because those trees are so old and yeah, like so it's it's just blows what goes my through their mind. Heads? blows my mind and, and unfortunately right now with uh with the current situation with covid we have uh we do have a lot of people that are going into the back country for the first time and and they're not doing they're not pre-educating themselves they're just they're a lot of the front country sites are still closed or they're limited access or, or whatever or you don't have the ability to uh to, you know, you know, showers are closed at front country campsites. So a lot of people are being forced into the back country and they're doing front country camping in the back country. And, and since there's no wardens
0: to watch over them, they're just out of control. Yeah. this causes so, so much damage. Well, with this one here at uh, Grand Teton, there's video of people doing the racing and all that yeah. stuff. There's drone footage, everything. Yeah. Why would you do something illegal and then video it? Video it and yeah. Post it. Mm-hmm. So right now, they're they're uh, the park's investigative branch is investigating. There is a tip line that yeah. you can call or email the park themselves and say, "Yeah, I know who those people are," because mm-hmm. I think there's going to be some heavy duty fines and bills yeah. to pay. Well, they need to make an example to prevent people from uh, doing it in the future, right? Well, so yeah, you For, know what? There, There's no there's a there is nothing you can give me an excuse that yeah. To 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 legitimize yeah, exactly. why you guys did that. Mm-hmm. There's recreation. That's not recreation. No, there's no. You no, go to no, a no, dirt not, track or something it, for that. It's
2: like there's areas set aside for for yeah. uh, for dirt bike racing and so on. Like there, there's tracks, dirt tracks. Why would you want to go to a pristine wilderness area and tear it up? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, makes no sense.
0: No. All right. So don't do it, people. Yes. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Use your smarticle particles. Yeah on a brighter note. Yes. Let's talk about the Great American Outdoor Act. Yeah, or the GAOA. This article that I was reading has so many abbreviations, acronyms, acronyms <laughs> whatever. There's the yeah. GAOA, the LWCF, the well, COVID. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's all these different different thingies in here. You're just like, uh, I gotta remember what's what. <laughs> so back in, I think it was March or last year or something like that. Slash or earlier this year, Trump said, "Give me something, a bill that will I can pass into law that will pay for outdoor recreation, public lands." Um, and fund the permanently fund the land water conservation fund. Mm-hmm. So well, they got together, they came up with this bill. they put it towards the um, the the Senate yep. where it passed it, the house it passed the, the house, house yeah yeah uh, yeah, finally made it to the floor of the Senate where it passed, and then a little month um, a month later uh, passed the bill through the house. And Trump has now signed, signed it, it into law. Mm-hmm. So it is a law that will put nearly $9.5 into outdoor recreation and public lands over the next five years. Uh, the Great American Outdoors Act also permanently funds the Land and Water Conservation Fund. That's good. $9.5 That's good. Right,
2: and so the, a lot of the the big ask for this is uh a lot of the national parks in the u s have been underfunded for a very long time, yep, and so just basic maintenance items it has been going by the wayside you know like you know in, in national historic sites and and park sites and facilities at these parks eleven point six billion dollar backlog, yes. Right now. Yeah. So this is going to this is going to help this is going to go ahead to help a lot with mm-hmm. these with the with the National Park Service and stuff.
0: It's uh they're they're desperately in need of this money. Yeah. Uh the importance of the Land Water Conservation Fund can't be over uh, overstated. It has been a vital resource for funding American outdoor recreation since 1965. Mhm. Right? That's not the one Jimmy Carter had a hand in, was it? Oh, I have no idea. Or was he still a peanut farmer back then? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, It just (laughs) seems to ring a bell. Uh, Royalties... This is the kicker they're saying is a kicker. The beauty of the LWCF lies in its funding source. Royalties paid by private oil companies on public oil leases are siphoned into the fund explicitly used for the use of outdoor recreation. This includes everything from grants to build local trailheads to beautifying efforts in city parks. Also provides monies that restore wildlife habitat and purchases small tracts of land to increase public access. Hmm. So the big oil companies are basically paying for all this. Yeah. So it's that, it's good all around. It, it, yeah, so it helps with uh, pu- the public
2: image of the oil companies, right? Because mm-hmm. they're seen as big polluters, and they're the reason why certain you know environmental effects are in such bad dire straits, right? Yeah. So it looks good for them. It looks good for the U.S. government. It, uh, people who are, even people who aren't that interested in the, uh, in the outdoors of backcountry, everybody ends up in, in a national park at one time or other. So it's just to improve facilities and
0: improve the, uh, the maintenance
2: of facilities. It's, uh, this is good yeah. all around. Yeah. I can't see any yeah. negative sides to this. Uh,
0: I mean, if you want to take negative as well, that just encourages the oil companies to go, look, we're doing good. no so let, me let drill. us keep drill. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then the other people will be going, well, no, we, we're we not, we don't want the blood money. Yeah. There's so, that too, you know, right? But you know what? I really don't care as long as this mm-hmm. stuff's being fixed up. Yeah. I, I'd, I, I would take the money all day. Yeah. I wouldn't want more drilling, mm-hmm. but I'd take that money yeah. all day long, right? Yeah. Uh, like the um, Land and Water Conservation Fund, the money provided will not hit taxpayers' pockets. It comes from the energy development revenues on public lands and waters. These funds will address projects like road and bridge maintenance, campground revitalization, out-of-service restrooms, and more. So, the Great American Outdoor Act is now a law. Yeah, it's a fact, and it's, it is a fact. Yeah, but the Senate passed. 73 to 25 vote. So that's one third said no. Hmm. The House it passed with a 310 to 107 vote, which is pretty much again one third saying no. Yeah. Yeah. So who's that one third? I know. eh? Why? Why are people voting against something like this? Something like this,
2: yeah. But it is a large money outlay, and it may not come from taxpayers' pockets. But in a roundabout way, it still affects taxpayer because this mm-hmm. is money that would have gone to funding something else, and now it's being directed towards this, and the something else is now out of res- their pockets. I, 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 yeah, yeah so. not out of our pockets. Yeah,
0: because we're north of the border. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. It is a good Definitely thing. Is. It Definitely does. is. Definitely. Yeah. My thing is, it's kind of convenient for Trump to do this now well yeah it's it does people were him and hawing whether he was going to do it yeah to sign it but now all of a sudden there's yeah. the election
2: he needed something because yeah. he was looking bad like the there's the uh there's so many national parks and, and national monuments that he had uh you know either shrunk like bear's ears he shrunk mm-hmm. by like uh what 70 percent or something there is the uh the ocean mount something or other that was also put in place, but he killed that one as well. He's allowing fishing in there. And so he's had a lot of bad press with, uh, with uh, outdoor you know, protected areas. And this is something that he's giving back now.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it's a good thing. It's mm-hmm. not going uh, it to, I don't think it'll save him, but no, but it's, it's, a a, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. I
2: think this is a good thing going forward.
0: Cool. Uh, do-do-do-do-do-do, I've been getting packed up for the Trent Severn trip. hmm A little bit of news on that. Yeah. For, we leave Saturday, we paddle all day Saturday, and then Sunday, somebody, somebody, somebody on Sunday, <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, <laughs> is meeting us at a lock. Yes. And is going to be paddling in the canoe avec moi. Yes. I will be a guest, a guest paddler. Be... Our guest. Be, Be our, our guest. guest. <laughs> Put your paddling to the test. 42 kilometers a yeah. day. Ah, but a speck of a day.
2: Yeah, depending on how it goes, it sounds like a, a six to eight hour day on the water. Oh, I'm sure
0: we can make it last longer than <laughs> If hey, we're doing the John Van Berger style of paddling, it could take a week. It could take a week to get that far. <laughs> we may give up at lunchtime. <laughs> Right after we start after lunch, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. I'll be gone the whole the whole week, but uh, yeah, getting you in there to you get to paddle in the in the bow of my canoe. Yes, looking forward be, to it. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the meantime, you are possibly not doing your whitewater trip this year it's up in the air still yes
2: yeah it's with well, so many things going on like we we haven't got into uh We haven't got into any of the planning part of it usually uh like martin takes the lead on the planning and he has he's been summiting communicado there's so much going on because of covid we don't know what it's going to be like at that time of year like september october to you know say for example get into quebec to do the des moines or something like that so we're we're me and mike are trying to put something together and looking for Options maybe locally here in Ontario that we could get to and, and not have any issues with it's. Uh, I'd like to try and redo the Spanish because we had no water last year. when we went.
0: Talk to David Lee.
2: Yeah. Oh no, you want water?
0: <laughs> yes, we want. water. <laughs> uh, sorry, David. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He
2: he'll know he'll know stuff around. Oh yeah, yeah. This area, yeah. Which yeah, I should drop David Lee a line and say, listen,
0: yeah. looking for a hmm. So I know in. Now, in canoe paddling, I'm going to get into stuff here. Kayak whitewater river signals. Yes. Now, when I'm going through all these signals that they use, mm-hmm. uh, just because we're doing... I've been going through another, you know, little safety kick thing. Um, there are some of these signals that I actually use on, like in rivers on flat water. Yeah. As, as a communication thing. And it's not something that you were... Taught or you learn, it's just something that it they come natural. It's yeah. like yeah. Yeah, it's like it's almost like a common sense thing, mm-hmm. but yeah. you know, not thinking that it's a safety or, or yeah. now when you're dealing with white water, um, you're dealing with loud noises, you're dealing with distance yes. and hand signals are very you know, important So yeah, you know, yeah. that the hand signals o- over the noise and the distances yeah. are, are good because you know it's like being at a rock concert and somebody's trying to talk to you and you're like, What? <laughs> Which Going to a bar or something like that with loud music and ordering a beer, yeah. and the the bartender's understanding what you're saying, I could never do that. <laughs> um, I just look at him, smile, and nod, and yeah. give him a beer anyway. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, fast current distributed channels. Uh, Lee Paddler may signal be those people behind him, right? Yeah, you so might. If you're going see... somewhere, you see something going on that, yeah. like, okay, we didn't see that, and and do these signals, mm-hmm. right? Um, and of course it's. A critical rule for both signal, signaler and recipient: the signal should always point the direction of the course to take, yes. not point towards the hazard. Don't point
2: out hazards because somebody might misconstrue that as go that way. It's yeah. like, oh, Okay, he wants yeah. me to go over there. Ah, see
0: that, that waterfall <laughs> over there? Don't yeah, go see that there. waterfall <laughs> over? There. Oh, paddle that way. <laughs> um. So there's there's signals that are more common uh, to particular groups of paddlers that wouldn't work for other sort of things. Um, and I'm looking I was looking at some of this stuff. Some of them are are particular to uh, kayak paddlers. Mhm. I guess could be used because in all the, the or sorry, the majority of the Um, Examples all show kayakers, but, I mean, with a double blade. Yes. Which, realistically, there's only a couple that maybe wouldn't work with a single blade. Yeah. Well, for the most
2: part, like, when you're using these signals, it's because it's big water. Mm Mm-hmm. It's big water. It's dangerous water. And yeah. it's like, you, you, you know, people doing, you know, the, the typical flat water canoeing or whatever is, these aren't, aren't really that useful. You're in a quieter environment. But with kayakers where there's specific dangers that, uh, in, in really big water that you want to avoid, it's, it's really key to have and understand certain Uh, key hand gestures to uh just keep your group and uh, paddlers that are following behind you in in the safe course if you come across a danger or hazard that that has to be bypassed or has to do something you have to communicate behind you to the people that are coming along later yeah
0: right yeah um let's get there's a there's a bunch of them here uh do 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 the first one which is Sort of pretty, and that's the thing is most of them are pretty, pretty straightforward. One hand straight up in the air or the paddle held straight upright means all clear, come down, okay to paddle. So again, you could do that with, well, you say your hand or with a, with a canoe paddle or a kayak paddle. So everybody's waiting for the first guy to go down and go, yeah, you know, it's, it's cool. It worked out. There's no problems. Come on down. Uh, second one. Two hands held out to each side paddle held horizontally up in the air means stop.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think I've ever used that. Uh, I've seen it used,
2: but it's... Uh, a lot of the stuff I remember is from the whitewater courses that I've taken. I've taken a kayak whitewater course and a Koo white whitewater course. I've never used these signals on my own, but I just remember some of these mm. during the course. They 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 did go through hand signals this is what you're going to do for this situation and just because the the instructor would go down first he'd say okay the, you know this is the signals I'm going to be covering with you guys yada 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 but I've never i I very rarely use and pretty only a few of these I've used in real-time canoeing just because it you know not really that important in the areas that I paddle
0: yeah and yeah I mean Again, I mean, if you're going in a group and there's a group of canoes or, or yes. kayaks, yeah, some of these would be, like, not doing white water, like, do you not get out and you scout first? You walk along the shore and scout first. We do. Right? So you're going to know what's going on. But sometimes so, you're in an area
2: where you can't scout
0: or... Or maybe something
2: has cropped up after you scouted, and they want you to eddy out, or mm-hmm. or they they came across the, a water hazard, or you know a sweeper or something that ABC. they hadn't hadn't anticipated. You know, sometimes you do a uh, if there's like a canyon or something, and uh, you can't get out and scout. Sometimes you mm-hmm. you hear you know that this is a runnable creek or runnable river or whatever, but you can't scout, so you take chances. And we saw. We saw a couple of videos like that during the, uh, the well, film, the film fest- festival. Yeah. Where they were, it was too dangerous. They couldn't get out and scout. You just, you couldn't leave the water. Yeah. So they had to, they just had to go. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because now, yeah, I guess, cause they're, they're not all going down as a group. You've got to leave space and everything. yeah you right? can't
2: you can't bunch up because then there's yeah. no room to and we talked about this i think last week about falling too close or falling too yeah. far yeah you know you have to have the right dis- distance you can't group up where you're gonna cause something if somebody needs to ferry, you can't be running into them right and if they get too far down and you're 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 no help to them if they get into trouble, if they, get in trouble they, yeah. if they need to be rescued so you, it's uh, hand gestures are really good, and you, you got to keep proper spacing and learn your hand gestures, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, do, 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 do. Yeah, two hands held up to each side, paddle held horizontally in the air. Stop. One finger held up and spun around in a circle means eddy out. Catch an eddy and go to the side of the river. I don't think I've ever seen that one, even in videos.
2: Yeah, no, I don't think I've seen it either. I've seen it in the course, in the train, in the tr- whitewater course, but I've never right. seen it in person or on video.
0: Yeah. I mean, now that we I know that one, I'm going to be oh there it for it, it. it. Yeah. Yeah, there it yeah. is. Yeah, there it is, there it is. Yeah. You know, because there are ones where, especially the guys that are doing the filming of the hot dog stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like they're going down these runs and like massive yeah. ones and, and stuff. Um, yeah. When they get in somewhere, they may be saying, yeah, when you get down there or, or somebody's waiting, mm-hmm. you know. You, you sort of eddy out into that or whatever. But then again, you see a lot of these guys, you don't see the signals happen, but they just sort of all collect in one area.
2: Yeah. Right? Yes, so, exactly.
0: Uh, they may show the, you know, we haven't scouted this far, so eddy out here and, and we'll gather up before we make the next section or something. Point, hold a paddle and point to an area. Point whole arm, hand and finger to an area means paddle towards that direction mm-hmm. again don't point at a hazard <laughs> exactly and say yeah look the waterfall over there because everybody's oh okay he wants me to point he wants me to go in that direction yeah uh I've also seen things like point with your paddle and move it back and forth in that direction yeah so basically you're saying mm-hmm. go that way go that yeah. way sort of like you see the airplane guy with his little flashlights going you know yeah towards the plane go that way sort of thing uh, paddle held vertically and move the tips up and down, meaning back up. Now, this one, there were a lot of them are saying for um surf landings and stuff. Oh yeah, back up, yeah, yeah, because in a canoe, like you're not really back up. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so you yeah, you just hold the the paddle vertically and just move the tips up and down. Are you boarding it like? like chopping or no, swinging no, side to side no you're you're holding it in front of you side to side It says vertically paddle held vertically held vertically and move oh sorry pitch. no it should be horizontally oh yeah i got yeah i got uh horizontal that should have been hor horizontal are you typed all this out yeah i typed that out from Mm-hmm. I copied it from the thing there. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't copy over properly. Sorry, my bad, my bad. <laughs> paddle held horizontally and move the tips up and down. That's back up. Yeah. And so then the held vertically and swung side to side. Is distress, distress help, help, help danger. danger. Yeah. Stop. Now, see, we've used that one before to, you know, where are you? Yeah. And you hold it up and wave wave the tip of the paddle so people can see where you are. hmm sort of thing, right? Yeah, but you might be below like location or, behind or something
2: yeah. you can't be seeing, but you can see the paddle stick high enough the air that you can see it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh these ones I've I've didn't know. Hand clenched in a fist on top of your helmet means are you okay? And then you pump the fist if you are. And then Yeah, so one person will have it on top of their helmet. Are you okay? Saying are you okay? And then you put yours on and you move it up and down yeah. like you're knocking on the top of your head sort of thing. I'm okay. And that that one's uh, the same thing
2: for scuba diving.
0: Is it? Yeah. Fingers to eyes motion in the direction. So, you know, the old I'm looking at you sort of thing, but instead of pointing to the person, you're pointed to something else. We need to scout this route. Look and scout before proceeding. So, you know, like... Before you go any farther, you'll want to take a peek because something could be there. You're not sure. No one's been that far yet or whatever. Walking fingers gesture. Yeah. Like somebody's walking. Means we got to portage this section. Yeah, we, got we, a can't, portage. we can't go down this. We got to portage. and we got a portage. got a portage. <laughs> so that. If you're unsure of a signal, it is always better to stop and wait. Yeah. For clarification. No signal. No move. Equals... No move. He's not signaling. If you're not sure about something and somebody's not giving a signal what to do, stay where you are. (laughs) So, anyway, let's take a quick commercial and we'll be right back after this. Hey, this is Sean Rowley and you're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. To find out more about us, check out our website, paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Current and past episodes of our podcast can be downloaded or streamed from iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page of our website. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for the show, we would love to hear from you. So drop us a line on Facebook or our website. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Welcome back. So, Derek, when you were on your trip, you took—I've been calling it your Doctor Zoeberg. Yes, uh, you took your your personal locator beacon message satellite thingy. Mm-hmm. Now, this is different than a spot and an in reach sort of.
2: So, this is a, a company came out and produced a brand new uh, a communicator device, uh, SOS, uh, rescue, whatever. Right. So it's. Uh, it's it's different than the others they do things a little bit differently than everybody else. I do like the price point. I do like the way it works. And I'd say the only drawback and I've asked them about it that, but they uh, they're not doing it yet but they're looking towards it because they've only been on the market for a year maybe. What's the name of it? It's a Zaleo. Zaleo.
0: Z O L E O. Yeah, I keep calling it Zoeyberg
2: because I don't yes. remember Zaleo. I call it Zubumufu. <laughs> <laughs> I name all my devices, right? So anyways, this is... Uh, Zaleo. Zaleo. <laughs> and uh, so it's... Uh, I use it for the first time. Uh, I, just, I had just registered it, like, in the spring. Like, it was... Uh, registered it and assigned it and had the basic minimum charge on it just for, for, uh, you know, the, for the spring and then COVID happened. And so right. I haven't used it until just this trip with Mike and Tamagami. So I wanted to test it out. I wanted to, to become familiar with a device, you have to use it. Yeah. Right. So I might've went a little bit whole hog in using it. I, uh, I did use all of the functions that I, that were available on it. I, uh, I tried everything out. I tested it a bit before I left, and why
0: well, know you tested the SOS?
2: Yeah, yeah. So right. and that, so that was neat, and uh, it's uh, there's a service. Though, so the people who receive the SOS, they will contact you back and they also contact your first your your your, uh people that you designate as your contact people in in this case of emergency as well as they uh once they understand the situation better they contact emergency services to send out whatever rescue is required right and uh, so you you go to the web their website and it says uh, if you want to test it do this so you register with them you give a, a date and a time that you would prefer to test it, and uh, they'll either approve or disapprove or reschedule or say this is the time that you need to do it. Anyway, so like uh, I, when when Mike first arrived for us to go on the trip, I just I emailed them. They emailed me back and uh, they said this is your time. Go ahead, and uh, so at the time at like five o'clock on Thursday night, I hit the SOS button as per their directions and uh then he called, contacted me back at the number I gave him, and he confirmed the my location. He confirmed that the message received he uh and then he uh told me to uh to hit cancel to cancel the sos and and then uh everything worked out right and one of the main reasons why I did that I'd heard that uh now I'm um, this is just this is fact, right So I've heard that some spot devices when the SOS button was pushed, didn't work, didn't go through, right? And so I wanted to make sure it was fully functional. So we did the test message, we did the test SOS, and it worked out fine, right? It wasn't a problem, and uh, the guy was ready to plate. He was down in Texas somewheres, and uh, so yeah, it worked out really well. It was uh, it was a nice test, but uh, otherwise, it was uh, I did kind of use it heavily on the trip. It's I'm not one I normally would use electronics. But it was uh it's the first time I used it and I was You I was, went bonkers. <laughs> I did. You went nuts. <laughs> you were like
0: a little girl with a new t- like sending yeah. selfies and, yeah. and oh man. So
2: remember after the Spanish River trip we were making fun of uh Mike Burns when because he was he had just got his uh-huh. spot X and he was texting his wife uh-huh, and, uh-huh. and he was getting her to send him weather reports because we were wondering about whether if we'd lay over this day or that day and, uh, so he was, he was, he had unlimited messaging at the time. And, uh, so yeah, he, uh, he, he was like, we were making fun of him. It's like, Holy f- Mike, put down the friggin' Spot X. <laughs> Anyways, so that was me on this trip, but I was, I, I wanted to learn how to use that. I wanted to make sure I knew how to use oh, it. Oh, you know how to use it now. Yes. So yeah, so <laughs> it's, uh. It can send and receive emails. It does the SOSs. It does... Uh, you can do check-ins. You can do pull-down weather reports for your exact area. And you can do satellite SMS, or, you know, which is basically texting. SMS is texting. So I... Uh, what's the... It looks like I did... Uh, so even, so the SOS is a message, the check-in is a, is a message sent, and uh, checking weather is, is counted as a message. So uh, I think I did uh, over 310 different messages.
0: And what, how many did you get with your package? 250. So you went 50, yeah, 60 so over. the extra ones, every extra message
2: wow. is 35 cents. Wow. So it cost me about fifty dollars extra. Wow! And I was expecting it. I, I knew I was going to go over, but uh, yeah, it was. uh, it Was that I checked the weather twenty three different times? We had some bad weather. Like in one one day, you I think you saw the video right of Mike protecting yes, the fire yeah, pit with the, fire, with the umbrella. Yeah. It's, what the uh,
0: rain didn't tell you that you were getting rain? Well, we wanted to <laughs> <I'm
1: listening laughs>
2: a clue. I'm getting we wet. wanted to know how much because uh, on oh, the very next day it was calling. So that day that rainstorm we got fifty millimeters. And uh, the next day, it was calling for 65 millimeters at 11 a.m. So we were checking the weather. It's like, oh, man, when is this coming? We should should get out early, and then we can be in a good location where we could stop if it gets too heavy, yada, yada, yada. So I was checking the weather a lot. Uh, But uh, so, you know, 30 emails were sent and received. 226 uh, text
0: messages were sent and received. Now, a message sent... And then if I reply to your message, that's counted as another message. That's another message. In and out. Every, yeah. every in and every out is a message. So next time I'm going to just like send one word per message. <laughs> Hello message. Hi, Hi. message. M <laughs> message. Fine <laughs> message. How <Yeah>. message. Are, <laughs> message. You.
2: Well, I I did go a little crazy with messaging because it was really oh, you cool to be, to be where I was. <laughs> But I it was surprised uh, Mike didn't knock it out of your hand to the bottom of a lake. I was I was very discreet with it. Half the time you didn't even know I was using it. What
0: are you doing? Oh, I'm going over to the woods to take a tank. Off. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I, I I very quickly learned how to silence it because <laughs> because we'd be paddling along and hear it's like oh I just got another message. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> so how do you like it? I do like it. The only thing I don't like is it doesn't do tracking. Mm -hmm. So for anybody to know where you are on a moment's notice, it, uh, you, you have to check in or you have to send a message for people to know where you are. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you know what? Like that was one of the things I'd contemplated about spot. My spot unit was the tracking. I like the tracking. Mm Mm-hmm. I really didn't give a rat's bahookie about the but tracking. Your family my, likes it. my family likes yeah. it, friends liked it and that that sort of thing. It almost makes you, especially on a solo trip and that, it almost makes you feel like you're you're a monkey performing for the crowd. You're being watched. You can't just you know what, I'm just gonna sit here for the next three yeah. hours. Oh no, people are watching, so I gotta you know what, I better go out and do something. Well <laughs> So I'm gonna go fishing or I'm gonna <laughs> paddle to the next lake or dance monkey, <laughs> dance. <laughs> 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 well
2: there was when when uh me Grant and Johnny were doing the meanest link last year we uh on the ox tongue River right after lake of two rivers we had uh we had missed our turn we we went straight and we should have made a right turn and we were only off course for about thirty minutes but we got a we got a message, hey, you guys took the wrong turn it's like Jesus, people! Oh, that's <laughs> cheating! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> beep, beep, back <Hacker>. up! <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, we get made fun of us. Hey, you guys went a little thirty minutes off course, eh? Yeah. <laughs> because you could you could look at the uh, the tracking. It's like you know at two twenty five we passed the by, that route, and then by about you know, by about uh, three o'clock we were back to where we're supposed where to be. Supposed to, yeah. And, so it's like ah, you guys took a wrong turn. Yeah. It's like oh man, people are really watching. Yeah, us. I mean, there's
0: that for something like that. That's a bit different. But for yeah. regular, yeah, because there was there was, I mean, I remember the one trip I had. I came out early because, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if they overbooked or or what. Uh, Cedar Lake. Oh, but I did a loop. My last night was supposed to be there, and there was no sites. Huh? Uh, have you ever had to paddle all of Cedar Lake to find a site? That's a big lake. Yeah, I finally I just left. Yeah. Enough's enough. Uh, I hopped to my truck and like I ended up over at Brent. I'm like, I'm, I might as well just leave. Or yeah. Drive home. Right? Exactly. And the minute I ended up in cell phone range, my What's phone wrong? went, what Why happened? Are Why are you leaving? What's going on? Where, where, where are you coming home? What happened? Is everything okay? It's like, <laughs> oh my God. I'm driving my truck apparently. So I'm not dead. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, I mean, there's benefits to everything but, yeah. and the tracking that people can follow and mm-hmm. Uh, when we did Woodland Caribou, we had to, when we got up there, because of the blowdowns from the winter, we had to change our route. Yep. So, you know, everybody's at home following this map, I, you know, this line I drew on a map, and all of a sudden we're going, we're not doing that route. Mm-hmm. And then we joined up back to a regular route farther up, and everybody's like, well, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Right? So they could ask that question. I mean, so yeah, there is the cool aspect. Yeah. But again, like... You know, oh yeah, I'm going to go here today. I'm going to go here today. The, the next day, then I'm going to go here the next day. And but if it's raining or something, and you don't feel like going. You're sitting there thinking. Everybody's probably sitting at home going, something's wrong. Yeah, something's exactly. Something's wrong. Something's yeah. wrong. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like yeah, you're a performing puppet. Yeah. yeah. And or you know, so I'm, I've contemplated if I get whatever I get next, I'm there will be no. Tracking. <laughs>
2: yeah. Or you just share it. Don't share it as wide for people to see the tracking. Or well, it's whatever. Even
0: the family. Yeah. You're thinking, oh, they're all watching what I'm doing. Yeah. And you're like, okay, yeah, I'm out in the rain, whatever. <laughs> I didn't feel like it today, but yeah. apparently I'm going out in the rain. <laughs> dance, monkeys, dance. Yeah. You are exactly. You puppet, you will
2: paddle. But it was a very cool device. It was, so it's, there was almost no difference between texting somebody normally and texting somebody through the through the app right so you're basically using an app on your smartphone right uh so you could you don't need a phone to use it you can just do the check-in there's a push button to check in and there's okay. a push button for SOS so so you could just not bother turning on your phone but uh or but i i found it was really handy to keep in touch and uh and if you do send sos they they can message you and ask you what's the problem yeah. Right.
0: Well. So. Yeah. I mean, if you if you don't use your phone and you just have it as a check-in check in sort of thing, check in SOS, and then yeah. if something happens, you turn your phone on, you hit the SOS, and you got that communication. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. But yeah, you just apparently are addicted to texting. <laughs> Derek's got a wee bit well, of a problem. But, apparently. but like what I
2: said, it was I was using it for the first time. I wanted to learn how to use the device properly. Right. Oh,
0: there's some mighty big thumbs you got there, sir.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs>
0: texting lately. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And what's also good about it is, uh, so I haven't done it because I forgot to, but uh, when not in use and I don't plan on any, except for the trip in the fall for like the Burt Reynolds Memorial River Run, I don't plan on using it. So I can put it in standby
0: mode for $5 a month. Which is the good thing. Yeah. I mean, Garmin, the InReach has started doing that. Um, not for, I don't think, five bucks, a bit more. And I think Spot is do, is doing the mm-hmm. flex plans and stuff. Yeah. It, it's realistic because, I mean, the majority of people that have one, they're not going out winter camping and stuff like that, doing all the stuff during the winter. Yeah. So, what's the sense of them having this thing? And then they got to re. Yeah. Exactly. You know, re up next spring sort of yeah. thing. Re-register, and, yeah. Re register, re this, re that. Yeah. Yeah. So it definitely is a, a smart thing to yeah. do. So there's three different basic
2: plans, right? There's the basic plan for 25 bucks. You get 25 messages, extra messages, 70 cents each. Um, then there's the in-touch plan. It's 45 bucks, 250 messages, extra messages are 35 cents each. And then for 70 bucks a month, it's unlimited messaging. And uh, <laughs> well, it says it's unlimited messaging and uh, the extra messages are free. So, you, wow! This goes without saying, right? <laughs> oh, I'm going to use my regular.
0: No, I'm going to use my free
2: ones now. <laughs> but yeah, so for seventy dollars a month, if if for example, now one one thing that comes to mind is like we did visit uh, Hap's cabin, right? Yeah. So he, we we passed by his eco Lodge, and and I was thinking, man, it was, uh a device like this would be really handy because he's out in the middle of nowhere. So I don't know what, what methods of communication he has, but this is a great way for 70 bucks a month, unlimited messaging, or if you want to, if you think you're going to be using a lot less like 45 bucks a month, and then you can keep in touch with the outside world and and whatever, right? So it, uh, and the, uh, the device comes with its own email address and its own cell number, right? So people can email you or text you. Right. So if you want needed uh, to keep, up to date with emails or whatever. If you know, you're whatever, your whatever comes in, right? So it's limited in size. So it's a, uh, it's like a, it's like a different version of Twitter. You have 190 characters that you can send or receive. So it's not like you can send out a big letter. Yeah. So
0: it truncates whatever. Yeah, It like.
2: truncates. Yeah. But it, uh, it, it is handy. It, it does. It will serve a purpose for the simplicity of, the use of the device. How
0: big is it compared to like a spot or a garment?
2: It's, it's like a, uh, it's like a th- uh, a spot three. Okay. So it's size. just a small little. It's thing. very yeah. small.
0: Yeah. yeah. And your, your email address is speedy at Zaleo.com. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Captain big thumbs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not even going to give Sprouts. up. Either.
2: Oh, and uh, if you're in cell service or Wi-Fi, it just automatically switches over to that. It won't oh. use a satellite service. Ooh,
0: so if you do cool.
2: pass into cell service, cell signal, or if you pass into if you hook up to a Wi-Fi, like a Timmy's or something, yeah, it, it just it won't send it via satellite. It's automatic, and th- all those messages are free, right? Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. So you yeah. can
0: get as many as you want. Yeah, and, and you have Wi-Fi. Exactly.
2: Yeah. So it's it's a pretty yeah. cool device. I like it. And if they do tracking, I think that'll be a, a benefit. They said they're developing the process right now to do the tracking. It's just with tracking, it would be, each track would be a message, right? Hmm. So if you do every 10 minutes, you're obviously going to have to go with a $70 plan for unlimited, right? Yeah. Or yeah. maybe tracking will be different where it's just a ping on a, on a, it's not a message. They can differentiate. Yeah. So yeah. it doesn't
0: get charged. Yeah like a sign of the code, these mm-hmm. codes are $0. Yeah. They're,
2: they're working out the details of, yeah.
0: of of that part of it. Right.
2: Well, that sounds pretty cool. It is really cool. I, I do like it. And like I said, it's, I did excessively use it, but now that <laughs> I've learned how to use it, I, it's probably going to be used to a lot, lot less messages. So you'll only go a
0: 10 over next time. Exactly. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's cool. Um, I think that's about it for tonight, man. Yeah. So anything else? Nothing? Yeah. No? Yeah. No. Got to get into my sprouts. Got to start my sprouts. Start your sprouts. Yeah, you got to get home and start your sprouts. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. All righty. If you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Player FM, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. If you enjoy the podcast, please share it with your family and friends. I want to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Spesht. We'll see you next time.